Did you know you have the power to change your life? It all depends on your beliefs. If you have limiting beliefs, you're limit yourself. I'm Becky Beach, and I'm here to help you overcome your limiting beliefs so you can design your dream life. This is the Becky Beach Show. Welcome to the Becky Beach Show. I'm Becky Beach, and today's guest is Jenny Melrose of JennyMelrose.com. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you so much, Becky, for having me. I'm excited about this conversation. Oh, yes. Jenny is a five-figure blogger, and she does sponsorships. Yes, I did do spot. Well, I still do sponsorships, but when I had my lifestyle site, the Melrose family, which I sold back in 2019 for six figures, I was making five figures a month just on sponsorships. Okay. Yes. And I now do sponsorships um, for my summit that I host and an in-person retreat that I host as well. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. I'm actually, you know, trying to do get more sponsor sponsorships myself. And it is kind of difficult to get these companies. They keep low, lowballing, you know, like what, what are your strategies to get a company to pay you what you're worth? Yes. I think the first thing is to know your value, right? You have to have what I call a hate rate to determine what's the lowest rate that you are willing to work for. Um, and when you're looking at that, it's the rate at which you'll hate yourself for working on that campaign and probably do a crap job for them. So I think you have to take into consideration when you're figuring out your hate rate, what you would charge hourly is the minimum amount that you would be willing to charge. And then when you are figuring out the amount of hours that you're going to put into a campaign. So if you're doing, I used to be primarily a food blogger. So the recipe creation went into that, taking the photos, editing the photos, writing the post, and then any social media or email marketing that went in behind it. I compiled all of that into my calculations so that I could figure out what my hate rate was. So if it would take me 10 hours to work on a campaign and the least I was willing to work for was 50 bucks an hour, let's say, then I wasn't going to take anything less than that 50 times the 10 would be your 500, whatever it would be for hate rate. Now, as you typically are trying to come up with your rate that you are going to charge, my biggest suggestion is to come up with a a package proposal. You never want to just tell them, I charge this for a blog post, I charge this for social media, for email, whatever it might be. Um, Your numbers, your follower numbers, the amount of views that you're getting, how long you have been out there, your domain authority all come into um, effect when you are figuring out that proposal package price. So when you figure out the package price, you give them a total for it and what the deliverables will be. And then when they come back, because they're going to come back and try to negotiate with you, you can then take out certain deliverables to make it so that you know the value of your time and what you're putting into that campaign. Oh, I love that. So like, how were you able to find sponsorships? Did they just come to you or did you come to them? Like, what was the process? So I, when I started my site, it was 2010. It was a very different time, of course. Um, And I started doing sponsorships pretty consistently and starting in 2016. And I decided that year that that was where I wanted to really focus. I was already making money via ads. I was making some money from affiliates. um, And I wanted to focus on sponsorships. So I put in a system in place that I actually teach in my signature program, Pitch 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 Perfect Pro that you actually are a student of. Uh Um, And in that, where 
you were reaching out to them. You were finding the email for the contact person for that brand, whether it is a PR person or whether it is someone on the brand's team in order to pitch them. Because there are so many of us. There are so many more bloggers and influencers than there ever have been, especially after COVID with TikTok becoming something that everyone and their mother jumped to. And of course, became TikTok famous and created all these Instagram accounts that probably wouldn't have done it had it not been for COVID. Um, So you're a needle in a haystack. And because of that, you have to find a way to stand out and getting into their inbox and being able to pitch them is the best way to stand out and be able to work with the brands that you ideally really want to work with. Yeah, yes. During during COVID, a lot of people did start TikToks, myself included. It's just such an easy way to grow. And you could uh, find so many new audiences and people because TikTok doesn't require a pay-to-play model like Facebook does and Instagram. They're both owned by the same company. You know, so it's a great way to grow as a business owner and just if you want to be an influencer. So what would you tell a mom listening? You know, like like what what can she do to become like an influencer? So I think the first thing to keep in mind is it is definitely easy to get onto a social media platform that starts off as free. And we think of like Facebook and Instagram as like pay to play um, because the algorithm was so easy. Hopefully it someday it'll stifle back and become easy again. You never know. Pinterest has done that. They kind of like went into left field and now they're coming back more towards center and it's working out better for bloggers and influencers. But I think what's really important when is that you have something that you own. You can't simply get on social media and become an influencer and just start doing sponsorships. Because when there is an algorithm switch, when there is a shutdown of the platform, you have lost your entire business. I have watched people lose their entire businesses because they only relied on one platform. And when the algorithm changed and stifled the amount of attention that they were able to get and the amount of views and impressions and interaction, their business was done. So you have to have a business model that includes growing an email list and having a blog, having a way to attract them that doesn't rely on social, that relies on it being a landing page, a Google keyword research, SEO so that they can actually find you because you are solving a problem that they have. Oh, yeah, that's a great tip, by the way. Yeah, in my um, social media, I put a way for them to get a freebie. Like, I actually have two freebies. I use a stand store. You can actually make it look really, really nice and professional. You can put your freebies. You can put a way that gets your courses and all that. So it's, like, really fun to have. I really really recommend getting a stand store. And even even like, a, what was the other one called? Like, a link tree? Like, you can put yes. that. Or you can put a freebie up there. Like, that's, that's free. And it's just a great way to get on your email email list. Like you said, there's algorithm changes all the time. Like actually during COVID, my blog was getting 250,000 page views a month. And it slowed down to like like half that, probably getting like oh, like 100, 100,000 or so. And But during COVID, I was able to get so many email subscribers. I actually grew my list to 150,000 over COVID, you know, because it, it was just, just such a great time. Everybody was online, like blogs, you know, had a renaissance, you know, people were going to blogs again. So it was like a great time to be online, you know, and if you were able to take advantage of that, you could have grown your business significantly, which I have. And I, I quit my job two years ago because of it. And uh, yeah, so like I totally re- recommend, you know, starting a blog and an email list if you're if you decide to be an influencer. 
Yes, because everything that you own, all of the assets of your business are what those sponsors are paying to get in front of. So if you have a podcast, you have an email list, you have social channels, you have a blog, all of that is part of, again, that package price that you are putting together and all are valuable, regardless of how big it is. One of the questions people always ask me is, how big do I need to be? How many followers do I need to have? And it's not about the followers. It's about, do you know your people? Are you creating content that they are consistently wanting to come to? Have you grown an email list that people are coming and opening and clicking through to the content that you are creating for them? Once you know that you understand the problem that your audience has, the brands are going to want to work with you because they honestly don't care about you. They care about your audience. So unless you know that, then you got to get to a point where you do. Oh, yes. I've had some sponsors reach out, reach out to me and they want to know, know like KPIs, you know, and what click-through rates I had, you know, in the last campaign I did. So like, do, do you think that's a great, great, would you agree that that's a good thing to measure when you're doing sponsorships? Yeah. So when we were talking about KPIs, key performance indicators, we're talking about what I always recommend to people is if you've never done a sponsorship before, do like a test study or do a case study of what a sponsorship would like. So choose a product that you probably would be talking about anyways. So if you're a mom blogger and there's something that you always use, just do a, a post using it and have it set up similar to a sponsorship where you're going to do the full campaign for that product without getting paid, but because you love that product anyways. So you create the blog post, you do the social media behind it, you create the emails that are going to be behind it. And then when you're looking at your KPIs, you're looking at how many page views, what are you ranking when it comes to Google Search Console after that post has been out for a bit? What were the open and close, open and click through rates, excuse me, on your email? What are your impressions on each platform of social media? You have to know that. They're going to want to know that information. And all of those platforms provide you with that. You've got GA4 for your blog. You have all of the social media platforms have their own stats. And of course, your email marketing also has all of that data. It's just knowing your business so that you can show them you're a business, not just an influencer that has gotten famous over doing something stupid. I just love that idea. It's like building up your portfolio with past works. I had to do that when I was becoming a UX designer from a graphic designer. I had to do a bunch of like apps and stuff. For, like I'm, the companies didn't even make me get do the apps. I actually did them, you know, for the companies like do redo up redos of their apps. You know, so that's a great way to get like a part like a portfolio. We can actually do you know post four products, and then when then when a product reaches out to you, that you can show the example of the product post that you created. Like I, I love that idea. Yes. Because a lot of times they'll ask for that. They'll want to see the URL of a blog post or the social channel or the social shares that you did of the content. Oh, yeah. So what would you, would you tell like a mom listening? Like she doesn't think she could do this. Like what would you tell her? I mean, I think the biggest thing is if you are looking to have something as an extra income, it's not a matter of, it's a matter of just getting started. It honestly is. It's ripping that bandaid off and, and testing the waters and seeing what it's going to be like and just trying to learn, but not learn so much that you don't, you make yourself like analysis paralysis. You just need to start and put out the content 
and get to know your audience and really take a look at like, what is your expertise? What are you really good at? And I think what people struggle with, especially women is is, (laughs) we struggle with being able to say, I'm an expert in this, right? We don't have, we hesitate. We're like, "Eh." we try to make ourselves smaller when we walk into a room. We don't want to say that we're really great at something because we feel like we're boasting, but you just need to be two steps ahead of the person that you're trying to attract. So where were you? two years ago. That's the person that you're trying to talk to in whatever journey you were on and you feel like you've learned a ton on. For me, when I started the Melrose family, it was cooking. I had never really cooked, but I had a newborn at the time and I was the one that had to be home cooking dinners after I'd get home from school as a teacher because my husband was working overnights. So it was, I fed the kid or the kid wasn't feeding. And that was part of my journey of like figuring out how to cook the basics of it, what worked well. And those were the kind of recipes. I created quick and easy recipes and projects for busy parents. And that was who I was aiming at. The person that I was two years ago when I was getting started trying to figure it out. That's really what you're looking at. And that can be in fitness. It can be in health. It can be in DIY projects. It can be in being a mom. It doesn't matter. You have an expertise. You are really good at something. And a lot of times it's what your friends are coming to you and asking you questions about. Yeah, that's that's really great advice because I'm sure every every mom out there, you know, has something to to give. You know, you're you're a mom for crying out loud. Like you're an expert at being a mom. So you can share your expertise with somebody. Maybe someone's a brand new mom and they don't know what to do. Like you can share about that, you know? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. There's so many different areas of expertise that we all have and we just don't think about it. Yeah. And it do, doesn't matter. Like you may think, oh, I'm too big or I'm too old. You know, no, there's um, influencers for like all walks of life out there. Like people that are disabled, like any anybody, like I'm actually disabled myself, you know, and I'm doing it. So anybody can do this. So where, where can people find you? Like I understand you have a freebie for us. Yes. So I have a pitching guide. You can go to jennymelrose.com forward slash pitch checklist. Um, you can also go to jennymelrose.com. That is my website. And you will find all the things. So if you're just getting started in blogging, there is a blog like a pro guide that is linked there as well. That as soon as you come to the website, you'll be offered that. Um, and then I have a podcast. Um, my podcast is, I think it's seven years old now. It's crazy to me. There's seven years of content over there. So if you're really a blogger and you're in this and you're ready to figure out the marketing, definitely take a listen to the podcast. Um, it's you search Jenny Melrose in your podcasting app and it will pop up. Oh, excellent. I'll make sure to link to Jenny's podcast and also her freebie. It's like a pitch checklist. You can get started with pitching other companies to, to promote your blogging business. And also, you know, uh, so you can pitch other companies to start making money. Yes. Well, thanks so much for being here, Jenny. I really enjoyed today's, today's talk. Do you have any last words for our audience? I would just say I want to really reiterate, get started. Don't hold yourself back. I think that that's the biggest thing. You just need to take the steps forward. And even if you fail, you're going to learn from that. You're going to learn from it and adjust to it and keep going. Oh, I just love that advice. Well, thanks so much for for listening to today's podcast. Check out the show notes at mombeach.com forward slash podcast. Well, thanks again, Jenny, for being here. Thanks so much, Becky. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to The Becky Beach Show. Please go to mombeach.com forward slash podcast to learn more about my podcast and for show notes. If you want a free printable goal planner, please go to mombeach.com forward slash subscribe. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Have a great day. Goodbye.